Chris Lell, I've got Eddie with me as always, and Steve yes, joining sir. us as, as well. Man, we're going to have a good time because Sevilla just knocked off Osasuna to move tied with Real Madrid for first place and Real Sociedad for first place. But, uh, uh, you know, uh, we've got a game in hand, so we'll, we'll go from there. Uh, man, good game today, guys. What did you think? Um. Got the three points, kept a clean sheet. Now let's do the same in the Champions League. I think that's what I got from this game. It wasn't much that was spectacular, but I think the result was. I think their minds were on uh, the game midweek. Um, but yeah, we got the three points. Business as usual. Yeah, there wasn't a whole lot that was spectacular, as Eddie said, but uh, there also wasn't a whole lot that went wrong. Um, I think we played a very solid game, very clean game. Um, and yeah, and, and you could even see from the from the starting eleven and the way some of the subs went um, that we were probably like even from from Lopetegui's point of view and and um, and the management we were looking towards towards midweek trying to keep it, people as fresh as possible. Yeah, I think Lopetegui definitely was rotating a little bit. You saw Montiel start over Navas. Uh, Fernando gets a rest, a very deserved rest. That guy uh, plays all the time and plays really well all the time. So, you know, the the midfield we saw with uh, Jordan Delaney and uh, Rakitic, uh, Lamella got to start too. I know everybody on the forums, everybody in the world has been just saying, hey, he should start. He finally did. He, he showed well today. I mean, a lot of energy. I thought it was kind of weird today. Um I noticed the the wingers were kind of slotting into that middle position, both Ocampos and uh, Lamella, playing somewhat in the middle, uh, coming back to receive the ball. I don't know if that was by design or they just saw it opening up. And you, you saw a lot of, like, passes from Jordan and, and Rakitic to those guys in the middle and then them bringing the ball up. Um Kind of like what you'd see Papo do sometimes. Did you guys notice that? Or is it just me? Um, perhaps because wasn't enough creativity in the middle. Um, we started off that game very flat. I feel hardly getting past our own half. So we were wondering where the creativity was going to come from. How were we going to get in uh, Osasuna's final third? So, I mean, you have to rely on your wingers sometimes to get you there. So uh, sometimes it, it doesn't get to our forwards. Rafa Mir is, is left isolated up there. So they had to you know, do something uh, about the play. Because, I, I mean, Rakitic, Jordan, and and another DM and Delaney in there is not going to do much. Um, once it got going, it looked good. But um, I appreciate Lamela and Ocampo sometimes, you know, um, shifting to the to the ball side to create, a you know, an overload there at times. 
Yeah, I noticed uh, at least once Lamella dropping back in our own half, bringing the ball up from there. It was kind of strange, but uh, yeah, it I kind of did out. a double take there as well. You yeah, see number right. seventeen drop back. I'm like, wait, what is what is going on? What is he doing back there? But uh, yeah, I mean, you know, lots of opportunity there. You know, seventeenth minute, Rafa Mir uh, should have scored. Right? I mean, great cross cross by Jordan there, heads it down. Um, misses wide. I think Acapos might have been able to get on that if he was kind of being a little, little more active. Um, you know, and then Jordan had his own chance at goal there with the header that was saved. Uh, great save by their keeper. Uh, I think that came from a uh, Rakitic ball. Um, I thought those guys played pretty well today. There were some loose passes, but Jordan especially finding himself in some really good attacking positions today, which hasn't been uh, <laughs> from him this season, as we saw midweek, right? Uh, yeah, a different game from him um, than in midweek. I think midweek it was more of a defensive issue. Um, but this time around, uh, you know, giving what he usually offers an attack and those passes that tend to break lines, um, some of that from Delaney as well. Uh, I feel Rakitic looked more of a passenger out there, but I guess he he has Lopez trust. So playing him there is, is with his experience, he will most likely be in good opportunity and uh, good spots to to provide uh, good passes and and create good chances. Yeah, the um, you know finally saw the breakthrough come right before half. Maybe it was what 40th minute, I think Rakitic. Corner, uh, Diego Carlos rises up from deep and just uh, somebody on Twitter called him a bulldozer, and <laughs> it's a pretty good description of him, man. Like, uh, rises up, just nails it, bullet header into the back of the net. So, via up one, nothing. Uh, yeah, guys, what do you think about the goal? I was really happy with uh, Rakitic finally getting his first assist of the season. Mm. Yeah, that was surprising. I mean, in a way, it's surprising because he's notoriously been in the past a creator for us and, and an assist provider. But yeah, only his first uh, assist of the season. It just kind of shows you he's been struggling some. Yeah, he's he's not playing in the right position. That's that's been my stance for for most of the season. Um, I hate him at that number ten spot, um, but I guess Lopetegui doesn't trust Oscar. Clearly, not getting the minutes. So I'm going to have to live with uh, Rakitic there while Papu is injured and Oliver gets rest. Um, but yeah, a, a bullet header from uh, from Diego Carlos. You'd expect that from him. I mean, a lot of times we've had set-piece chances, even in previous seasons. You'd expect us to score more of those. So I'm happy he's got his uh, his his second now in, in three games. Yeah, that takes us to halftime. I mean, just a really good, a good header there. Um, you know, the novice comes on for Montel in the 59th minute. Uh, Montel um, goes down injured, looks like a muscle in injury. So hopefully he comes back soon. That's that's disappointing. I thought he was playing really well today. That right side was just linked up really well with Lamella, Montel, and uh, Judon over there too, just all kind of playing together. Um, just working it, man. So anyway, ho hopefully he's okay. Um, 
And then uh, 60th minute, right after that that change, we saw uh, the second goal. Uh, we also saw a goalkeeper assist, right? Uh, Bono just boots it long and goes over Mir, bounces behind. Ocampos picks it up. The keeper and then the defense there is just kind of like uh, in the middle of nowhere, didn't know what they were doing. Ocampos takes it, kind of hits it from deep. It rolls into the back of the net. I thought it was going to hit the post. It just, uh, Campos luck, I just knew it was going to hit the post. But it snuck in there, man. And congratulations to Campos finally. Uh, Steve, you, you said it on, on the forum. How, how long has it been since Campos's last goal? Uh, they said on the broadcast it was since March in league. I don't know what that is for, for uh, other competitions. But, yeah, first league goal since last March. Good for that guy, yeah. man. It Go ahead. Been, uh, it would have been what three, uh, three days since the last one. If if that one had counted, away to Mallorca. But um, I'm unlucky on that one. But uh, this this time around, it was able to sneak in. I also thought it was gonna miss, um, <laughs> knowing his luck uh, lately. But yep, uh, good good on him. Hopefully, this propels him forward. Um, he, he definitely came alive after that as well. Um, seemed like he was playing with more purpose after the goal. We still need work on those uh, on those counterattacks. Um, but I, I feel like in this type of game, we're just uh, looking to get the results and you know keep it simple and just go home with the three points and the clean sheet. So I wasn't too bothered by uh, the performance today. It wasn't the greatest that we've had uh, compared to our other games at home. But we keep that 100% record at home. It's it's looking like a fortress again. Um, hopefully, it stays the same in the in the midweek match in the Champions League. Definitely, what five five games in league and five wins. Yeah, at at home, yep. which you know, doesn't get any better than that. Yeah, I saw a stat on Twitter. The last time Sevilla started that hot at home was the 26 or sorry 2006 2007 season. Uh, they won their first eight at home that season, and that's the season they came within, you know, the last match day of winning the title. So uh, hopefully that continues and, and we find ourselves in a good position at the end of the of the year, and maybe we sneak in there, guys. I don't know. The league's wide open, man. Everybody's got a shot right now. It, well, not everybody, but, I mean, there's a lot of teams fighting for that first position, and it, it's exciting. It's been a fun season so far. Uh, a little frustrating at times because we all think that we should be playing better. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, you guys caught it out today. We did, we weren't the best today, but we did the job, right? And um, Didn't make mistakes. Against a really good Osasuna team. Let's not, let's not uh, you know, think we're playing um, uh, Ibar or something from last mm-hmm. year. I mean, Osasuna is really good this year. Uh, tied Real Madrid uh, midweek. And um, here we are, you know, taking them taking them to task today. Uh, our our goal differential actually too has improved. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're second best in the league in goal differential with twelve. Which, if you remember, like was it two seasons ago? We, we that came down to goal differential with us and uh, Atletico Madrid. So something yeah. to keep an eye on. Only two goals there separating us and and Real Madrid for first place. So. Really good start by this team. Uh, congratulations to Julian Lopetegui on his 50th victory in the league for Sevilla. That's the mm-hmm. fastest um, 
uh, ever uh, for Sevilla manager to get to the 50 league. So, or so 50 wins games? in the league. 86 uh, games and 50 is that what wins, it was? Something, like, something like that. 86 or 87. Yeah. It was something like that. It was, yeah, yeah. Very good. Very good start. Congrats yeah. to Lope. Um, congrats to Lope. You'll have a, another night with the guys from Munchies Men on your neck. Um, <laughs> <laughs> definitely following that Mallorca match, we we flip flop between our positions with whether we like Lopetegui. I think it, it takes a lot more than just winning one match for us to finally be like, we are on your side and we think this is going to be the team that wins the title. It's it's going to take a lot more than what we've seen this season for sure. Um, but after the Mallorca match midweek, you feel like again and again, we keep having the same issues in, in how we play, our performances, lack of any kind of uh, variety. It's, it's the away form. It's the away form that's been suffering, um, especially after the first two seasons where we've set an example as an away side. And now it's gone back to the old days where we're really good at home. I mean, we're still getting results away from home. It's it's not a, you know apocalyptic here. We only have the one loss and the three draws. Um, but for the most part, it's, it's, it's most about the performance. The result, we expect that, but the performance and what's going to set us aside and actually uh, challenge for the title and, and make it count this season, it's, it comes down to those performances. That's why we're seeing early. That's why we're getting mad early because we're seeing signs of this may happen down the road in certain matches uh, against the same teams we beat. We might have these same kind of performances later on in the season. Yeah, you do get a sense that something is changing with Lopetegui and the way he's approaching the games. Um, you saw today we were up to nothing and was it 75 minutes, 76 minutes in? Um, he makes like for like substitutions by bringing Rafamir off and bringing Enesiri on. Um, earlier in the season, I think that definitely would have been a more defensive, either defensive mid player, uh, midfielder or just a more defensive uh, player in general. Um, because we're up to nothing and we just kind of want to sit back on it and, and protect it. So I don't know if that's because he's changing up how he wants to approach things or if he just, you know, it's been a while since Nasiri got on the pitch. So they want to get him a couple minutes towards the end of the game to keep him fresh um, and get him like worked back into the rotation. But um, it is something that I've noticed in the last couple of games where we're not, we're not making um, decisions based on just kind of holding on to a lead that we have. Um, we are, changing things so that we can keep putting pressure on, on the opposition to, to see maybe we can score a couple more goals, um, which is, it could be a good thing. It could be a bad thing in terms of the results, but it is good to see that we're still being aggressive in that sense. Um, it's, it's exciting to watch um, and it doesn't kind of drag out the games towards the latter half of the game. Even though Goodelli did make an appearance today, we got to see a little Goodelli on the, on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, uh, yeah, right. And no, no crazy backwards passing leading to a goal. So good job. Good deli. Uh, Hey, you, you mentioned it. Uh, and Esri, welcome back from a long little stint there out with injury. So, uh, I think that's exactly what happened today. Lopetegui wanted to get him a run out just to get his legs under him. So maybe we see him midweek, uh, and get him back in the rotation. So, uh, definitely missed. I, I mean, Mir, Mir's done a good job, you know, four goals on the season. Uh, but I think Inezri brings that little burst of speed that, that we're lacking. So we'll see. Uh, just to finish off the, the game today, Osasuna, 
Uh, Sevilla was 65% possession, 16 total shots, but only four on target. This kind of goes to that lack of finishing that we keep talking about. Um, man of the match, I, I mean, Diego Carlos. I mean, he had a great game, I thought. I thought Delaney was really good. Uh, what about you guys? Who, who do you think, uh, who's your man of the match? I would agree with that. Um, uh, officially, it was given to Ocampos, but, you know, they usually do that for goal scorers. But I would, yeah, I would give it to uh, Diego um, at the back. He's been solid. Um, the mistakes fell on Kunde today uh, rather than him. Uh, so either him and, and Delaney. I was a bit worried about Delaney playing um, the pivot role on his own um, without Fernando just to see how it would look. Uh, but he wasn't He wasn't too bad. I, I know it wasn't... Uh, I mean, it's not even Fernando's role even to to create the play from the back, but uh, I think Delaney was doing a good job at uh, attempting those passes through the middle as well. A lot of through balls by Delaney, finding finding their mark too. Yeah, um, yeah he, he played really well. I think if uh, Montiel had not had the injury and gone off so early, I think we would probably be talking about him in this uh, in this conversation too. He was having a great game up until up until he um, hurt himself there. So it's a shame that he went off so early. But yeah, I would say Diego Carlos would definitely be, be my man of the match as well. A shout out to, to Rakitic. I mean, he got his first assist and almost had another one with Jordan today. So I thought he played really well. Looked a little more crisp on his passes, uh, a little more forward on his passes too. So just a quick shout out for, for Rakitic. Uh, yes, yeah, so Sevilla tied 1-1 against Mallorca midweek. Um they should have won it, right? I mean, they also could have lost it because there was a lot of opportunity for Mallorca to, to finish Sevilla off early in that first half. Sevilla settled down after halftime and came out, got the goal from another Galasso by Lamella. Uh, I think, Eddie, you said it on the forums, right? Like, all we do is score Galassos now. <laughs> I think you said that, right? Um, no, no. I said, uh, I said, Suso should take a page out of that book, and and know how to uh, score those curlers because Suso <laughs> doesn't have that in his locker anymore. It seems, uh, Lamella just seems to do it with these, and we've been. That's why we've been calling for Lamella to start these matches for moments like that. Let's see what he could do over ninety minutes. I'm glad he 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 played all ninety minutes today, because um, you felt like maybe there's a doubt that he can't. Maybe that's why he keeps coming off the bench, but. Um, yeah, we want to see more Lamella. We feel like he deserves those minutes. Um, Suso has been improving the last couple games, still not at the level that we want him to be. So just play Lamella, who's been playing great and is tied a top scorer in the team. So why not? Yeah, both both wingers played 90 today, right? Like we haven't seen that yeah. in a long time from this. Uh, that's That kind of surprised me. Lamella and Ocampos both went, went 90. Uh, so the Mallorca match, man, jeez, Sevilla should have won, right? I mean, the goal, uh, the goal at the end. So Sevilla, uh, fourth minute, I think, fifth minute of stoppage time, fifth out of four <laughs> minute of stoppage time. Uh, there was a red card in stoppage time too that kind of added all on the, all but, that time wasting. You know what I mean? God, it was so much time wasting. I was so frustrated with that. Um, man, so Fernando gets the ball there at the back post, uh, takes it off his chest, hits it across goal to 
uh, Acampos. Acampos would have had his first goal last week. But, you know, everybody's celebrating. I'm screaming. Uh, everybody's screaming, excited, celebrating. VAR calls down and says, hey, wait, look at here. Might have been a handball. Uh, what do you guys think, man? I, I'll tell you my thoughts in a minute. I'll let you guys go first. Uh, Steve, what would you think about it? I thought it was unfortunate. Um, it, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't understand the, I thought I understood the rule of what a handball was. Um, it wasn't. Um, I also thought I understood the rule of what should and shouldn't be overturned, um, by VAR, um, based on like what we like to say here in the States is like the clear and obvious error and things like that. Um, uh, so I'm frustrated in that, but also, uh, looking back at the entire game, like you, you can't really blame our lack of winning that game on that play that happened 45 minutes after stoppage time should have ended. Uh, well, 45 exactly. seconds rather after stoppage time should have ended. Um, it was, it, I don't know. It, uh, we did not play well in the first half. Um, so I think that, I think that, uh, a lot of the outrage is, uh, misdirected, um, there was a lot of frustration built up in that game because we weren't playing well. And the fact that there is such a contentious decision at the end of the game, um, it allows us as fans to redirect our rage to the referees instead of at the players and at the manager um, for the game that we played up to that point, really. Um, Exactly what Steve said. I'll second what he said. We, you shouldn't blame the referee for us not getting the win there. We should have played better. Our, our transition defense was was horrible, especially in that first half when they were carving us up. And Mallorca could have won that match because they they had hella chances themselves. So it was it was good that we finally got that opportunity at the end to win the match. It seemed inconclusive uh, of a handball, but it looked like a handball. Uh, I'm just wondering why we don't have better cameras for the VAR. Uh, but besides that, um, we reap what we sowed. So the one-one result, I, I feel, was fair. But uh, we should have done better performance-wise. You guys are right. I mean, we should have done better. I mean, Mallorca hit the post at least once in the first half. Uh, came close another time. We got lucky. But with that said, VAR is there for a reason, right? It's to catch <laughs> clear and obvious errors. There was no clear and obvious error. There was zero camera angles, zero. They showed the ball hitting Fernando's hand. You had to infer that it hit his hand, right? You saw a little change of direction. I saw it. You look at that, you know, common sense says, hey, yeah, it probably hit his hand. But you don't see it, and that's what I have a problem with. And what La Liga even said, uh, it came out that that goal should have been uh, given. Uh, from uh, RRFEF, whatever they're called, right? So, oh, this was La Liga. Yeah, it came out and said that that, that was a good goal that the referees missed it. So, I hate it when they do that because it just just puts salt on the wound. It's it. Oh, mm. I hate it. Like I wish it's good that they do because then we can learn more about what the process is and what the rules actually are. But it just makes situations like that that much more mm. difficult to to come to terms with. Well, that's it, right? I mean. As a fan, you're looking at it like, you know, people are, are conspiracies. Oh, the league hates Sevilla, blah, blah, blah. I don't believe that. Like, I, I, 
I don't think there's any conspiracy involved. I just think they made a mistake and 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 they owned up to it. Uh, it seems so so good, but that doesn't take the three you know the three points uh, to Sevilla or the two extra points to Sevilla there. So uh, I was so mad because I was just. And they're still talking about it. Like, they, you know, uh, <laughs> after the game, you know, a day later, two days later, maybe. But here it is right before the game today. And they're still talking about this uh, handball yeah. from the weekend. So it just shows you how crazy that call was. I was mad. Anyway, we should have should have won. We got lucky that we didn't lose, I guess. But, you know, Sevilla did what they had to do to not lose. And then they put themselves in a position to win and then take it away, yeah. you know, by bar. That, that hurts, man. Just a quick, um, quick point there. And I think that those of us in North America who are used to watching North American sports, um, we've had some kind of instant replay um, video review for our major sports leagues in North America for more than 20 years. I think the NFL was the first to institute it. And, and that was in 1998 or 1999 when they started bringing that in. And so we've had decades worth of, of experience with our referees and the leagues knowing like when things should and shouldn't be overturned. And um, they've worked through growing pains and there's a lot, been a lot of rule changes along the way with um, as other leagues institute this with major league baseball and NBA and how they want to interpret different rules um, and officiating decisions. And VAR in La Liga and in most football leagues across the world is something that really hasn't started until, what, two, three years ago? It's, it's really new in a lot of cases. Um, so I think that we just need to kind of come to terms with the fact that there are still growing pains that are going to be coming into this and what should and shouldn't be overturned. That is stuff that's going to um, – that'll get ironed out. That'll get um, – the, the rules become will become more robust. It'll become clearer. And the referees will then also have more experience making these decisions. Um, so I, I think that, it, I mean, it sucks in the meantime, but um, that's just something that's a massive rule change. And that's something that we're just going to kind of have to come to terms with in the short term. I, I love your optimism. I don't know, man. <laughs> They've had several years to figure this out. The rules of soccer are really, really simple. And or it should be. And... I don't know, man. That's frustrating. Anyway, my, you know, sucks that we lost. I mean, we, we could have been uh, top Drew. of the table by ourselves. Drew, sorry. It felt like a loss, but anyway, whatever. Uh, the reverse of that, if that had happened to us and we saw that, we exactly. would have been pissed off, right? I mean, like we would have been either if way. Casimiro, if that was Casemiro instead of Fernando, we would be livid. No, yeah. La Liga is definitely corrupt, right? Yeah. The crappy thing about that is all those yellow cards handed out at the end. You know, un- really, they didn't need to. And Navas got one. I-, I think Fernando got one as well. Just the ref was handing out cards like crazy. Yeah, that could come back to bite us in a couple of weeks, too, with yellow card accumulation rules. Yeah, you don't mm. worry about that. Anyway, moving on. We're back to Champions League on Tuesday this week. And we're at home. So can we get our first win of the group, guys, on Tuesday as Leo comes uh, to town? That's 4 p.m. Eastern time, by the way. So it's going to be a late match for us. I'm, I'm fairly optimistic about this one, um, us playing at home. I mean, against Salzburg, it didn't work out. We usually have the jitters in, the, in that first home game of Champions League for some reason. But 
this time around, I feel like things are coming together a little bit. I feel like we'll see Oliver Torres return to the lineup, um, perhaps number seven again. But I, I feel playing at home and in a must probably need the three points. It's we probably won't be out if we don't win, but we need we need this win to at least have a shot at finishing first in a group, because in this group we should finish first and hope to get that advantage in round of 16. So I'm fairly optimistic about this. I'm not really worried about Lille. Um, regardless of what they're doing in the league, it's still a competent team, but um, this Sevilla team should have more than enough to to get the job done. Uh, is that on? That's on Tuesday? Um, yeah, against... yeah, Tuesday. So, so Lille played... They'll have one day extra rest. They played yesterday against PSG. And push PSG to the limit there. Uh, I think PSG won very late, uh, yeah. two to one. So uh, Lille went up early, won, um, uh, and then you know there at the end lost it. So yeah, four p.m. Eastern time. Uh, I don't know if we're in that weird zone right now where we're only five ahead of. Yeah, uh, yeah. Spain. I think we are right. Daylight saving yeah. starts in Europe. I think tomorrow, right? And then we're the week after. Yeah, so yeah. that's why it's yeah. that's why it's three p.m. or four p.m. four p.m. Uh, yeah, three p.m. for me. Yeah, that's cool people in the central time zone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steve. Um, yeah. So, Steve, any thoughts on the the midweek match? What you looking no, I'm, for? Too? I'm very optimistic too. This is, I mean, it's a real team that played us well uh, two weeks ago. Um, but I think that we are on paper much better than um, this is also our first home game in Champions League where we'll have fans like at full capacity. Um, so that is that is going to be huge. Um, and then also we've got a bunch of players coming back that are um, that haven't been available over the last couple of weeks um, too. Like I, I really hope that we can see um, Enesiri back and, and make a difference there um, or at least give us some options off the bench if he's not starting. And yeah, it's just, uh, we got some players that are in some pretty good form. Um, I feel like this, this is a must win game insofar as it's a home game. We've got two home games that are an away game left in our three, three group stage, um, matches. And if we don't come, I, I would be disappointed if we don't come away with seven points, um, with, within those three games. Um, I think that's definitely attainable. Um, it's just, it'll come down to, to how we, how we play and, whether or not we can get our heads on straight. I've said that I think every game that we've had so far in Champions League, and it seems like we always are making um, rash decisions um, and leading to some mistakes and leading to some lost opportunity. So I hope that we can bring our current form in La Liga into the Champions League. Yeah. Who, who do you guys think is going to start at, at the wing positions that game? Do you think Munir is going to get a, another run out or do you think Ocampos with his goal today and his almost goal against Mallorca gets the start? I was just about to ask you the same thing because left wing is seemingly the, the mystery here. Um, I, I like that Munir is getting a chance. But again, with Munir, it's, that's not his best position. He's He's a second striker, right? He's not a wing player. Um, so it, it might still work depending on how we play. We just it just might make it work. And even if a player is out of position, if the team is playing well, it might still work out. It's, it's just worrying that we still have this issue there. Uh, Ocampos, I would trust him to play him there. Um, I just don't like his 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 play one v one. 
um, right now. It's weird because for players like that that love to cut in, those 1v1s, they, they look forward to those moments, but he seems more comfortable when he does it on the right on the right side being right-footed, which is weird. But um, I'll go with Ocampos. We don't have Idrisi, unfortunately, in the Champions League squad. I'd like to see him at least because he's more ready for those uh, those confrontations and would give us an option when because we like to switch to play oftentimes going side to side so to have the same kind of option on the left hand side will will do wonders for our attack i think that's what we lacked at mallorca but left wing is feels like it's still an issue if acuna's off his game then you know there's nothing coming on the left side so yeah. i mean if munir starts it, it depends on how the team plays yeah i would expect a compost to get the start but um, I wouldn't be disappointed if either of them got the start. And honestly, it's it's really like when I say I would expect it, it's like I would I think that that's where it's going to go. But I mean, you you can't really kind of kind of project anything into what Lopetegui is going to do with the starting lineup. He's he's been kind of all over the place when it comes to some of these some of these match days. Um, we know so he loves a couple's and he's yeah. been he's been down on Manier most of the year. So who who knows? Uh, we'll find out on Tuesday. Sunday, 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 Sevilla travels, you know, it's about three miles, five kilometers due west from the training grounds in Sevilla, you know, Sevilla training grounds uh, to the Benito Villamarín to play our hated rivals, that ugly green team from Sevilla, the other team, the, the, the inferior team of Sevilla, uh, Sevilla plays their first El Gran Derby of the year, of the season, on Sunday, 3 p.m. Guys, what do you expect out of that? That it's is all be fire, huge. right? It's going to be huge. If Betis wins tomorrow against Atletico, it'll be both of us tied at 24 points in, in the table. Um, I can't remember the last time that we, we had a derby that was you know, while well, we were both playing so well. Um, this this could be a huge game, or it is going to be a huge game. A lot of big implications coming from it. I mean, as long as you know Atletico does their job and you know kick a few shins in preparation for this game, I'll be happy with that. But I feel they. I think it was last season they they outplayed us in in both matches. Um, we did uh, get the result at home. We got a draw uh, away from home. Either that or vice versa, but um, they they outperformed us, and I, I feel like again that was a sign of you know Lopetegui being conservative and not making the the right decisions on on our approach on the day. But for this game, I, I don't know what to expect from from derbies. You don't know. Um, I'm I'm always confident, uh, of course, ahead of these matches because I mean it's just Betis, right? So. Uh, good on them for for how they started the season. Um, so I guess this is a real test for them as well, and it should be a good game. I don't see this is not the Betis of old that's gonna you know try to waste time and and just try to lure the referee into awarding yellow cards. So it it should be a good match. Kudos to them and their manager for the work they've done so far, and hopefully we bring it on our end. It's gonna be a good one. That's three p.m. Eastern on Sunday. So. Uh, I'm sure, I mean, the, the, the crap talking, I'll keep it PG, uh, has already started in our family chat, you know, with our family in, in uh, Sevilla that are Betis fans. And, and, uh, of course, Mia, it's a Sevilla fan. So we've already started the, the crap talk. 
Um, derbies are always fun. I haven't made any plans yet, but we I might get together with Ryan and, and Manuel to watch that one again. We'll see. Um, but anyway, it's going to be a fun match. Both teams flying high, top of the table. Uh, probably the most anticipated derby in a long time and definitely the best derby of the year, right? Like, that El Clasico that they had the other day? Come on, who cares about that? This is the real match in La Liga, right? So, anyway, uh, the women play tomorrow, 7 a.m. Eastern against Rayo Vallecano. Uh, we'll see how that goes. They've been off for a while, so uh, let's see if they can get back into form and, and keep up their, their decent form. It was of late, I think, right? They've been playing okay. Um. Somebody that hasn't been playing well is Sevilla Atletico. They play tomorrow. I think I think it's a noon game. It's hard to figure out the times for those now because they they're it's I don't know. You have to go to like certain sites and you don't know if they're already translated the time zone or not. So I think it's noon our time, but I don't. That's noon Eastern. Don't hold me to that. Uh, look it up for yourself, please, because I don't know. Uh, they play Gymnastic de Tarragona. I wish I could roll my R's. That would be that was Steve. Can you roll your R's? You put me on the spot here. Yes. <laughs> uh, it's uh, it's it's difficult, but I'm getting there. I can't roll my R's, Eddie. Can you roll your R's? Uh, no, I'm, I'm I'm a French speaker, so it comes from it's guttural, so it, it comes from the throat. We we can't roll our R's, man. No, I didn't know. I didn't know. I can't do it. I don't know. I just can't do it. Anyway, Tarragona. That's that's the best I can do. Uh, so that's I guarantee uh, you, though, tomorrow. When, when we play, when we play Alaves, I will say that stadium name with all the all the R's that you want, man. All right, practice. Can't, can't wait to hear it. I need to practice because Eddie's gonna put me on the spot again, and I'm gonna <laughs> but, uh, Anyway, uh, guys, thanks so so much for holding it down the last two weeks as I've been out for the last two about two episodes. Um, Welcome back. Thanks for the kind words last week on the podcast. We had a great time listening to it on the road. Uh, we got three new users on the Monty's Men forums in the last 19 days. So uh, welcome, Volpes, Vale Vale, and Ryan D from my home state of North Carolina. Woo woo. Um, I don't know where those other guys are from. I need to look them up. Uh, but anyway, welcome to the forums. Uh, I always love seeing you guys coming on, man. I don't know how they find out about us, but however it is, it's awesome. Some guys listening to the podcast, finding it that way, uh, Twitter, all that stuff, man. So thanks, everybody, for you know tuning in, commenting on the forums. Anything from the forums you guys want to highlight? Any any awesome comments? Yeah, I screwed that up, I guess. But <laughs> there's some good comments. Yeah, threw us for a loop there. Uh, one thing the the Battle of the Boardroom uh, read is really interesting to read through. Um, talking through the the political infighting that's kind of going on with with a lot of the the executive level leadership at the at the um, the team, and that's not something that you normally see in. Um, like the the sports media that you can consume for Sevilla here in North America, because um, that tends to focus on the um, on the pitch results. And this is something that's, that's kind of interesting. If you've got a an interest in what's going on behind the scenes with the team, um, stop on by, check that out. There's a lot of really good comments and and back and forth discussion on there as well. 
That's a good point. There was a big, big meeting this week in, in the Sevilla boardroom. Um, I kind of followed it on Twitter the best I can with the translations that I was pulling out on some of the comments. So I tried to t- kind of comment live as it was happening. It It is interesting. We've got one old president that's trying to regain his power and his glory days. So um, we won't comment too much on that, but it's there for your consumption. Let's see what goes on. Uh, everything looks calm for now. No Americans coming in trying to buy the team uh, or, or or overtake the team for right now. So let's hope it stays that way. Uh, Eddie, any final thoughts, buddy, before we go and enjoy our pre-Halloween festivities? Um, I want to see Oscar Rodriguez get more minutes. Uh, that's That's all I want, man. Steve, any final comments? I agree. I want to see Oscar T, man. That's all I want for Halloween or whatever you call it. What's your I don't kid's have any name? final comments. There's a ton of uh, there's a ton of really really important matches coming up, and it'll be fun to watch over the next couple of weeks. Steve, what's your kid's name? Uh, this is Jason. He's Jason, any final comments? Kind of off comment. <laughs> That's awesome, guys. It's been great getting back. It's been great. Having a win today, that was awesome. Uh, Sevilla top of the table, as it should be, on the Champions League midweek. And then on Sunday, with the Derby, it's going to be a fun week to be a Sevilla fan. Uh, vamos, mi Sevilla. Vamos, campeón. Nunca nos rendimos. Yes. All right. Bye, Jason. Bueno, pues salió Navas en el Sevilla. Cuidado. Cuidado ahí, se de Diego Carlos. O es que lo tenía todo controlado, no sé. Yo te digo una cosa. Jamás, jamás te fíes. Hay que tener cuidado. Bono. Bono con la izquierda. Gana espacio. Patadón arriba. La pelea de Rafa. Mira, ahora mira, 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 mira. Campo, mira, campo. El más listo de la clase. Lucas, 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 Lucas. Gol, 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 Sevilla 2, Osasuna 0.